It is game week, Broncos country. You know what that means. Full-on coverage of all things Denver Broncos related from a question about behind the Broncos. How close-knit is this Broncos football team? Plus, we go through our Broncos breakout categories, players that Sarah and I both think will surprise us on offense and will also be breakout players on offense and defense as well. We break all that down on today's brand-new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day. Lockdown Broncos is free and available everywhere you get your podcast and your favorite audio podcasting platforms, not to mention here on YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss a day of coverage of all things Denver Broncos related from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host as always, Cody Rourke. This is our co-host as always, Sarah Bettinger. Both of us cover the Denver Broncos for the Lockdown NFL Network and Nine News. You can follow us on our Twitter feeds as mentioned below here, but Sarah, it is game week, my friend. We have Broncos football in under seven days on the television screen, obviously kickoff MetLife Stadium, 2.25 p.m. Mountain Time kickoff, New York Giants. I'm excited, my man. I can't wait. I can't wait. This is my favorite time of year. You know, college football is kind of in the swing now, and NFL is going to get right into it. And, man, it's going to be just a fun week. You know, even the Thursday night game. I don't always get pumped for every game, but I'm, I'm excited to watch Buccaneers-Cowboys too, man. But Broncos versus Giants, here we go. It's week one. It, we're still undefeated for the next seven days, so fans got to <laughs> – got to enjoy that while we're still undefeated so and if the streak keeps going after this week let's act like we're undefeated right boom absolutely that's the way to do it you know sarah i wanted to start off today's episode of the show really kind of focusing on i think an important theme that i think will be valuable for the entire team throughout the 2021 nfl season and as cliche as it may sound but in terms of how close-knit that this football team is now i don't know about you or if even broncos country listening to this podcast or watching I don't know if anybody had a chance to check out the Behind the Broncos, the latest episode that dropped on the team's website, also their YouTube channel. But Melvin Gordon and Von Miller, both of those players, they were featured there. And as you were talking about, Sarah, before we went on air, it was kind of like the Broncos' own hard knocks theme that they've done, which I love it. I, I hope we get that every single offseason from them. But Melvin Gordon and Von Miller were talking about how important it has been this offseason for those guys, the veteran guys, to really get to know all the young players, to get to know everybody on the roster right now it's at 53 it's easier to get to know everybody but they talked about the theme of how important it is to know what's going on with the guy in your locker room with other guys maybe guys not even in your own position group guys on the other side of the ball because if you're going to go to battle for each other you need to know what's at stake with everybody I, I thought that was super important and i know that there's going to be broncos fans that comment on this where have we heard this before yes we have heard this before but i think it goes back to how important we talk about culture inside a locker room which the broncos they have a pretty damn good culture. They do. They do, Cody. I think Vic Fangio has definitely done a good job of improving that, at least based on what we had seen from the Vance Joseph era in Denver, right, which was really just not good in general. Um, I'm kind of secretly holding out hope that they continue this series into the regular season a little bit. I don't know if they officially announced that it's not going to. If, it, if it's not going to continue, that's okay. It was an awesome hard knocks type, but – Man, the Broncos, they've got to be, you know, they've got to be a good candidate for all or nothing as well. I was kind of surprised to find out 
how few people knew about All or Nothing on Amazon, which documents the entire regular season as well as training camp and the draft even. So um, I would love to see more of that. So kudos to the Broncos for great content and kudos to them for bringing up something that I think is hugely important, you know, with, with the culture of the team, the camaraderie of the players, things like that do matter significantly over the course of a season. And I'll tell you what, what I believe is the main, the main issue or what it's been since Super Bowl 50 is the combination of guys who were brought in to kind of be the next era of Denver Broncos with the other combination of guys that were there to win the Super Bowl and slowly, but surely the number of players that that won the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50, have kind of diminished to just Von Miller and Brandon McManus. So That's before crazy. that, it's it is crazy. It's wild to think about. I mean, it hasn't even been it hasn't even been six years yet since the Broncos won the Super Bowl. So have a little perspective on that the next time you want to complain about, you know, the quarterback position. But it you know, some and by the way, some teams, you know, a lot of teams haven't won the Super Bowl in the last six years, Cody. I don't know if people know that, but the Broncos have. So <laughs> um so I think that it's it's just interesting from that vantage point that I think the the players that won the Super Bowl were really like they were so tight that it became a problem. You know, it became a problem in the locker room. I think that there was, and this is just my opinion, but I feel like those players kind of wanted to tell Vance Joseph how it was supposed to be done. You know, Vance Joseph, a first-time head coach. I don't think Vance Joseph is a bad guy. I think he knows football. But at the same time, that group that won Super Bowl 50, they had some serious clout. You know, you brought a title to Denver. And so when you're trying to tell Aqib Tlaib and Chris Harris and Von Miller and yada yada, all those guys, Derek Wolf, all those guys that just won you a Super Bowl, you're trying to come in as a rookie head coach and implement your system and your way of doing things. That doesn't fly with those guys. So I think the culture was really – it really became ugly as a result of that. Not to mention the offense was so bad that the Super Bowl 50 defense is like, okay, you know, what are we supposed to do out here? We can't we can't win every single game. So that's kind of my preaching on the culture that that has been in Denver the last few years. Finally, I won't say it's it's erased, but you heard Von Miller in the documentary kind of talk a lot about that, how every team's different. Super Bowl 50 team, and he maybe he had an epiphany about this, so much different than the culture of this current team. Well, I think it goes back to this as well, and, and this might be the most – important part that I honestly had forgotten about until you were talking about it. But I remember one of the first moves that Vance Joseph, John Elway did, they did not bring back Wade Phillips. That, in my opinion, I feel like is what really set the culture back because Vance Joseph, we knew, was so defensive-minded. Yeah, I mean, I think now looking back, connecting the dots, it makes a little bit more sense now. But Vic, I mean, we see a lot of team-building activities. Players I've spoken to on the Broncos roster said that they love what they do as a team, not just at, you know, at practice, but they do stuff together all the time off the field. I mean, you see uh, you go on Instagram, you see all these teammates just commenting and gassing up each other. Stuff like that, you love it. I mean, even from practice squad players. So, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for that. And I, I know it's hard to build a culture inside a locker room. It really, really is, especially when you've been losing. So hopefully here in 2021, this upcoming Sunday, sir, hopefully the Broncos can get off on the right foot by getting a win to open up this season. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment, both Sarah and myself, we're going to talk about our offensive breakout players for the 2021 NFL season players that we feel like will surprise us and that will be the breakout feature players. But before we do that, let me tell you about the two sponsors of today's episode of the show. It's a good friends over there at Run Your Pool at BetOnline.ag. Now with Run Your Pool, football season is back and let's make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at RunYourPool.com, their premier sports pool hosting service. Run Your Pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with friends, 
family, or office mates. All of us here at the Lockdown Podcast Network, we have a bunch of pools that are running. We may open one up specifically for Broncos fans, courtesy of Lockdown Broncos. So if that's something you're interested in, let us know. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margin, Confidence Pools, and 33 and more. Run your pool host formats for NFL and college football with one-week games, full-season playoffs, or the Super Bowl. And unlike other fantasy sports platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings to make it your own. So check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use your promo code locked on at checkout. Anywhere, everywhere in the world, Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete. The NFL season starts September 9th, so start today at runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. Runyourpool.com slash Locked on. And our good friends over there, betonline.ag. It's that time of the year again, sir. And all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron for the start of football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. You get all the updated odds, props, and contest information, including the online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at BetOnline. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today receive your 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of kickoff this week with the Dallas Cowboys, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you make a wager on it and you lose, you could be refunded up to $25 when you use promo code NFL 100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Sarah, our Broncos breakout category here. I wanted to get this projection in before week one. That way, when we look back at the end of the season, we can go back and analyze were we right? Were we surprised? Were we wrong? How far off were we? And I wanted to talk about first breakout players for the 2021 NFL season here for the Broncos on the offensive side of the ball. No surprise, sir. There is a lot of talent, my friend. I'm going to let you go first. If you take a look at the offensive side of the ball, who is the one player that you feel like is going to have a breakout season here for the Broncos? Well, Cody, I think that there's one player that, you know, and there's been, I suppose there's plenty, but since I came on as co-host with you, there's a player that has been talked about a lot this offseason elsewhere that I've seen on Twitter, that I've written about, that I've edited articles about, that everybody's talking about, that I haven't talked about really on this show at all, and that's Jerry Judy who I think is going to be the breakout player for the Denver Broncos this year. And I think it gets it, it gets easy when these guys become good enough and they they become so good like a Von Miller, like a Justin Simmons, that like we don't really it, it doesn't really drive the content to just continually talking about how good somebody is. But I don't think people really realize or understand just how good Jerry Judy is and how good he's going to be. You know, a lot of wide receivers struggle with drops early on in their career. That's not uncommon whatsoever. What is uncommon is the way that Jerry Judy is able to get separation from guys like Xavier Howard, guys like even rookie A.J. Terrell with the Falcons last year. So to me, Jerry Judy is the number one breakout player on this Denver Broncos offense, and I think he's going to be I think he's going to be huge for this team. I think that the Broncos position players in general get under undervalued so much because of the quarterback competition. You want to focus on the fact of, you know, who Teddy Bridgewater is or who we all know that he is or who Drew Locke has been and who we don't think he can be. I think a lot gets lost in the translation about how good this skill position group is and just what kind of leap I think Jerry Judy is going to take in 2021. Jerry Judy is a great player. I had Jerry Judy written down on mine, but I'm going to switch just so we can have uniformity here, a little bit of difference. I think Jerry Judy is a great candidate. And, and to be honest with you, sir, I think that when we get in the comment section here, I think most Broncos fans are going to say that Jerry Judy is probably their selection. You know, for me, I mean, can I look at Cortland Sutton easily, right? Could I say something like Tim Patrick? Yeah, perhaps. I'm going to go with KJ Handler here, I think, is the breakout guy, right? Because I think for him, what he's able to do. Now, everybody's talking about the 
fact that he can get behind the defense. Absolutely. And I think Teddy Bridgewater can hit that. He can hit downfield throws. We haven't seen it too consistently from him throughout his career. But to say that he hasn't made those downfield throws past 50 yards, you know, is a lie. If you look at the film last year in Carolina, he hit about four or five passes, uh, you know, past 50 yards there. So I think of what KJ Hammer could do, not only just as a deep ball guy, but I think with what he can do after he catches the ball with his speed alone, and he's underratedly physical too, Sarah. I mean, we go back to that week two matchup against the Steelers. He physically manhandled Joe Hayden, pushed him back, and you know, it was the subject of NFL mic'd up. Damn, I like it. I mean, stuff like that was, you know, is what I like to see. But for a guy like KJ Handler, I think he's going to break out this year. I think that you can use him in a multitude of ways, right? We see the Kansas City Chiefs use Tyreek Hill on jet sweep stuff. I think you can see that with KJ Hamler as well with the Broncos this year. I don't think that we've seen the full variety of the Pat Shermer playbook. And there's things I think that maybe Pat Shermer will evolve to to open things up. And I think we're going to see him involved sort of as that weapon that you can see lined up maybe as a running back out of shotgun, but he's not going to be a running back. You're not going to hand him the ball there. You might swing him out on motion. You might fake him up inside, and then you may throw it back to him. I mean, there's so many things you can do with him that he could just be a weapon that forces the defense to say, hey, we have to respect that he's right there. We need to know where this guy is every single time. We know that Jerry Judy is going to get open, but I think K.J. Hamler is going to be a big difference maker for the Broncos this upcoming season. So wanted to get to our next category here in terms of offensive surprise player, right? And this is a player that I think by definition is going to be somebody that when we look back at the end of the season, we're going to say, you know what? I did not expect this player to all of a sudden step up or be a big part of the offense. We could even say this at the first part of the season. For you, Sarah, if you had to choose a surprise player on the offensive side of the ball, who is it? That's a great question, Cody. It's a great question because every stone gets gets turned over during the offseason. But I think personally that a surprise player for the Broncos offense this year is going to be Melvin Gordon. I know that he's been consistent in the NFL. He's done a lot of things. You know, he's a double digit touchdown guy pretty much every year. But I think that his contributions get a little bit undersold just based on the fact that, well, we brought in Javante Williams. We brought in Mike Boone. You let go of Philip Lindsay. Melvin Gordon gets kind of buried behind all that, right? So clearly, I think at this point, you know, and we've seen from, you know, Benjamin Albright, our good friend, he's talked about all offseason how Melvin Gordon's running back one. Melvin Gordon is running back one. Yeah, it's the same, same story, same song and dance. I think Melvin Gordon is going to surprise a lot of people this year with how well that he plays. Just going back to your point about the the team camaraderie and Melvin even being included in that in the video, I think that it's clear that since he came over from the Chargers that Melvin has really adapted well to being a Denver Bronco, to, to immersing himself in Broncos country, in the culture, wanting to be great for this team. He play, he just played his first game in front of the fans at, at the stadium, right? So he's getting his first taste of what it's like to be in that atmosphere and environment. I think he's going to thrive on that, and I think he's going to surprise a lot of people with how well that he plays. I agree with you there, and I think that he's just taken such a, a an unfair, bad rap against him, really because of the whole fan base being split on Philip Lindsay. I mean, that's something we've talked about a million times on the show, but I do think that Melvin Gordon can be effective. I think the one thing he needs to work on, and obviously this is an area I think that he even knows himself, just protecting the football. You know, sometimes having a fumble here or there, it, it goes a long way, right? And it's almost like when one quarterback for the Broncos throws an interception, they're automatically calling for the other guy kind of similar with Melvin Gordon and fumbling the ball. Last year he had a couple of untimely fumbles, but I think down the stretch of the season, I thought he did a better job maintaining that. And he even said that, hey, this is something I have to focus on, and so far he has done that We in limited preseason action. But week one is going to be a big telling factor 
against the New York Giants. You know, Sarah, my selection is going to be Eric Saubert here. You know, I know that we have the Broncos talented, you know, tight end unit with Noah Fant, Albert Okwebunam. I think those guys are going to have a tremendous impact. But when we're talking about a surprise player, and he may already qualify for this based on what we've seen in the preseason, I am more surprised about Eric Saubert than I thought initially after the Broncos signed him. Now, when the Broncos had signed him in free agency, I thought to myself, Oh, this guy's just a camp body, but he was working with Drew Locke, Albert Okwebunam. He was working with Teddy Bridgewater this offseason, and his size and his ability, how hard it is to be brought down, I, I think it's going to be valuable for what the Broncos want and for the fact that there was no question about his roster status when cuts were happening, I think makes sense because he overtook Andrew Beck, who's been on this team for quite some time, sir. So Eric Sauber is going to be my selection here. Love Broncos it. country, let us know who you think your offensive surprise players and breakout players will be in the comment section down below here on YouTube. But coming up here in just a moment, we're going to talk about the defensive side of the ball. Who are the defensive breakout players and who's going to be the surprise defensive player here for the 2021 NFL season. Sarah and I are going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But let me tell you about the two other sponsors of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. It's a good friends of their Direct TV Stream and Built Bar. Now, with Direct TV Stream, does this sound familiar to you? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live and another one that lets you stream your favorite show. And you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all of the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get all of your TV together in one place. And it is called Direct TV Stream and it brings you live TV and on-demand favors together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows in all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no more need to buying another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device is required. Content varies by package. Our good friends over there at Built Bar. Sarah, like I said, my box of Built Bar came into the mail. I just ordered a brand new box of 18 peanut butter brownie Built Bars. I've got five of them sitting in my fridge right now. And I love Built Bar because it's the best tasting protein bar on the market. And it's also the healthiest protein bar out there as well. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only four grams of sugar, not to mention they taste legitimately like a candy bar. And Broncos Country, I want you and your family to get your hands on a box of Built Bar today. You can try nine of the amazing delicious flavors by getting a mixed box, or you can choose one flavor that you like, and you can get that delivered directly to your doorstep by going to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 at checkout. You're going to get 15% off your next order. Once again, promo code LOCK15 gets you 15% off your next order at Built. Com. All right, Sarah, let's get into the fourth quarter action. Today's episode of Lockdown Broncos. Just a reminder, Broncos country, this podcast is free and available everywhere you get your podcast, your favorite audio podcasting platform, not to mention on YouTube. Sarah and I, we bring the heat every single day covering the team that you root for on Sundays. Make sure you make us a stable part of your go-to every single day throughout this season. And even in the offseason, we never take a break. We bring you Broncos coverage all year long. So, Sarah, Talking about the defensive breakout categories here now in terms of breakout player, surprise player, I'm going to let you go first. When it comes to a surprise player on the defensive side of the ball, who are you going with this year? Because I, I think there's so much talent, so much personnel. I mean, I feel like you can throw a dart and maybe hit somebody that might surprise you. <laughs> right. Isn't that the truth, Cody? You know, I think that this Broncos defense is so good, so talented from top to bottom that it's almost like, would anything surprise? But I think personally for me, I would be uh, I, I wouldn't be necessarily surprised, but I think it would surprise a lot of people. I think Deshaun Williams is gonna do that this season. I think he's gonna surprise a lot of people. He had a really kind of a 
coming out, I'll say, last year. I won't necessarily call it a breakout. I think he had a coming out last season for the Denver Broncos, just kind of playing in reserve, you know, injuries all across that front last year. The, at one point or another, all of Shelby Harris, Mike Purcell, Draymond Jones, they all got injured at one point or another last year. And the common, you know, the common factor when those guys were out was that Deshaun Williams came in and did his thing. So I think this year he takes a step from being a, hey, we're calling on you because we need you to we're calling on you because we want you in the rotation. I think he's earned that. I think he's done a good job with the reps that he's been given. And now that he's you know proven himself, I think you give him additional reps. And with those additional reps, what are we going to see? I think Deshaun Williams brings a tremendous pass rush from the interior. Tremendous effort. Obviously, he's got you know some of the best hands on the team, as per Shelby Harris kind of anointing him. We saw that in the Behind the Broncos uh, documentary as well. He kind of like threw a fake robe on him or whatever you want to call that. So I, I thought it was really cool to see, and it's cool to see, like you said, again, back to the camaraderie. Deshaun Williams is another guy that's really part of that whole glue. So I think for me, he's going to surprise a lot of people this year with the the level of contributions that he makes. Well, I'm going to go with another guy on the defensive line. I'm going to go McTelvin Aguim here. And the reason I say that, not to mention his dominant preseason and also the training camp that he had, I just think that the Broncos, we know the stable guys. We know Draymond Jones, Shelby Harris. We know that those guys are going to be successful. Deshaun Williams, you know, the guy that you mentioned. I also think in the counterpart, too, because now both Deshaun Williams and McTelvin Aguim, they're in the situation that Draymond Jones and Demarcus Walker were in last year. They were going to see time in a heavy rotational role and I expect him to have that same type of productivity, maybe even better. We'll see. But McTelford, game has been a guy that stood out. Deshaun Williams, obviously, as you mentioned, last year was his come-out year. I think that both of these guys are in a position behind Draymond Jones, behind Shelby Harris to say, hey, look, we're going to come in. Like, if those guys need a breather, we're going to maintain that same level of energy. And when you're being coached up by Coach Kalar, tell you what, I mean, you're, you're going to maintain that because you can hear him on the broadcast. And I want Broncos fans to listen this Sunday. I just want you to listen to the game and let me know if you hear Coach Kalar on the Broncos defense. They're on the field because you can hear him. I, I, I take note of it every single time, sir. But he's going to be my surprise player on the defensive side of the ball. But let's talk about breakout player here for the Broncos on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, we talked about the defensive line. I think that there's several candidates come to mind. Linebacker, cornerback, where are you going here? I'm going to go, I'm going to cheat a little bit here, Cody. I'm going to say a Texas safety. Um, and I don't know if that's going to be PJ Locke or if it's going to be Caden Stearns. You never can really tell after the preseason, after training camp, just just exactly what the coaching staff is thinking of a particular rookie. Um, obviously, we know their plans for Pat Sertan. We know their plans for Javante Williams. But behind that, I think where there's kind of some question marks of who's going to be the number three safety, who's going to be number four for me, I think that it could be either P.J. Locke or Caden Stearns. I think both played well enough in the preseason to earn that opportunity. And as we talked about in a previous episode, I think we'll see this year a little bit less of Kareem Jackson. You know, he played 100% of the snaps last year. I don't think that's necessarily what they want to do by design. I think that was out of necessity. So I think that we're going to see one of those Texas safeties break out this season in a reserve role, maybe playing, I don't know, 40 45% of the snaps, maybe that's a little excessive. Maybe it's even more. I don't know. But we could see one of those guys, I think, really break out for the Broncos this season. P.J. Locke or Caden Stearns. I think maybe a couple uh, maybe a couple interceptions for one of those guys this year. Maybe they both get maybe they both get some equal playing time and equal opportunity to play that that Fangio defense. So that's where I'm going for breakout player. 
Well, it kind of goes back to that year that the Broncos, I mean, remember they had a, you know, rookie Justin Simmons, rookie Will Parks behind guys like Darian Stewart, TJ Ward. And we still saw a lot of those two, even though that mm-hmm. those veteran guys were still there. So I do imagine we're going to see that. I don't know how much, I don't think Justin Simmons is going to come off the field. I think that it's going to come at the cost of probably KJ, like you mentioned, because the Broncos with KJ, you know, being on a one-year deal for the Broncos, they want to be able to rotate one of those guys in to start kind of picking things up. And look, KJ could even play himself into an extension. I mean, that's always possible. But with the roster, with the depth that they have right now, with so much invested in guys like Caden Stearns, Jamar Johnson, and P.J. Locke right now, it doesn't make sense that I think that we can expect K-Jack back next season. So something to keep an eye on all throughout the season. It doesn't hurt to get those young guys up to speed. I'm going to go with Justin Sternot on the defensive side of the ball. I know that Josie Jewell, Alexander Johnson, those players are going to be the ones who start there for the Broncos, rightfully so. But when you talk about a guy who's going to be a breakout player, he missed an entire season last year, obviously due to his injury that kept him out the entire season. Now he's in a position where he's learned the defense. And look, I tell you what, he's very confident, Sarah. I can tell you that from people that I've spoken to. Justin Sternod has this look in his eyes right now, and he's taking the time this offseason really to carry over that physical point, right? Because for a whole entire year and a half, Sarah, he has known the playbook from a mental side. But being able to get back on the football field and carry that over He's in a good position right now, and I think we're going to see him play quite a bit here this upcoming week against the Giants, but I also think he's going to be a big part of the Broncos' defensive rotation at the midway point of the season. I think he's going to be very valuable, and he's going to be my breakout defensive player here for the Broncos in 2021. And Broncos country, let us know in the comment section down below on YouTube or on Twitter at Cody Working NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Lockdown Broncos, who you think the Broncos' offense and defensive breakout players will be and surprise players. We'll share some of the responses here on air. But just a reminder, tomorrow's episode is Twitter Tuesday. Send in your Broncos-related questions leading up to kickoff. We'll Sarah, myself, will dedicate time to answering your questions here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast with us at Broncos country. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show.